0: Before we start this podcast episode, I have got to ask you a question. Does your 2021 to-do list make your head spin? If you're a teacher and you're listening to this podcast and you're building an online business in 2021, it probably feels pretty impossible to be productive. You end up spending a ton of time creating an amazing product or an amazing offer But getting visible, getting yourself out there, doing all of the marketing things, those end up at the bottom of your to-do list, along with the other things that you dread doing, like cleaning, (laughs) doing the laundry. And I know why. Because showing up online is intimidating. It's confusing, and it's seriously overwhelming. It's like you're getting ready to throw an epic party And you know that party is good. You get all the decorations. You lay out all the best snacks, lots of french fries. You make an unforgettable playlist. The party is good. But when it comes to telling people about the party, you freeze up. First, you don't send the invitations or you send them really late. Then you think about making a Facebook post about your party, but you're worried, am I going to pressure people? Are they going to feel like they have to come? So you just make a quick post and then... When nobody notices your post and they're not online and they don't respond, you just don't mention it again because you don't want to bother them. And when somebody asks you about the party, you say, it's no big deal, it's just a little get together, really, it's nothing. And guess what happens on the day of the party? Your mom shows up, your Aunt Debbie shows up, and then, as much as we love Mom and Aunt Debbie, that's it. Crickets. Like an epic party without the hype, if you're always working quietly behind the scenes to package your teaching genius, which is what I teach you to do here on the podcast, no one knows it's there. So here's the big secret for 2021. Your business can't be a secret. Like I said before, though, I get it. I get it. I totally get it. Showing up in this noisy online space with a bunch of teachers who seem like they have it all together, perfect McPerfect sins. It's terrifying, and it's exhausting, and you've got a million other things to do. Plus, it feels like every day there's some new platform you're supposed to be on, something new you're supposed to be learning, something new you're supposed to be adding to that never-ending to-do list. So as you know, I'm a visibility coach for teachers. That's what this podcast is all about, packaging your teaching genius and getting it out to the world. If you think that this is the year, I should say, if you know this is the year, that you are gonna really turn this into a business and not just a little side hustle, if this is the year you're actually gonna get the income you deserve, then you need to come to my audience audit class on January 10th. If you're listening to this podcast as it's released, you'll have plenty of time to register. At this audience audit class, I am going to teach you my strategies. I'm gonna show you my simple innovative marketing strategies. And yes, they need to be simple because as you know, I'm a teacher and a mom of three. I built my business during nap time. So if it's not simple, I can't do it. And so in the free class, I'm gonna help you take stock in what you've been doing to get visible and build your audience. And then I'm gonna help you decide on what you need to do next. And I'm gonna teach you the step-by-step method that you can use to get the word out about your party, which is really your business, without feeling totally overwhelmed. I'm going to teach you how to show up in a big way that feels doable. And I'm going to teach you to show up as you are and not as somebody else. (laughs) I don't know if you've heard, but I have worked really hard on this thing I call the profit funnel framework. That's really just a fancy name for building an audience and putting the whole thing on autopilot so you can spend less time on your business and more time on other stuff that you actually want to do. So I'm teaching the profit funnel framework during the audience audit class. I only do this a couple times a year where I actually tell you about the profit funnel framework and the steps that are in it. And so I really don't want you to miss it. I know how valuable your time is. I also know you're going to be invited to a million things this January. Every free workshop under the sun is going to be in front of you. It's, you know, new year, new me. But I promise this this free class is totally going to be worth your time. It's really going to be a party and it's going to be fun. It is full, jam-packed full of good information. But I can make at least this one promise to you. I promise that if you come to this workshop, you will walk away with one bold move you need to take in your business right now to create steady income that you can actually count on consistent cash in 2021. So I promise if you come, you will walk away with that. So get your notebook ready. Please tell all your friends it's an open house. I want as many people there as possible. All you podcast listeners, I want you all there. It's happening live January 10th at 8pm Eastern time if you can't be there live, it's okay. I will send the replay out. It'll be available for about a week after the 10th, and then that's it. It comes down. So make sure you register. I'll put the link in the show notes. It's alissamcdonald.com slash audience audit. Make sure you share this with your teacher besties, anybody you know who's been thinking about starting a business or they've started a business and they're feeling stuck, whether that's Teachers Pay Teachers or course or a membership or a Etsy shop or a freelancing business or a tutoring business, any. Sort of a business, I will help you build your audience, get it in front of more people, and get that consistent cash in a really simple way. Okay, thank you for listening. I hope to see you there and enjoy the episode. One thing that I am really passionate about sharing with you on the Teacher Hustle podcast is that there isn't just one pathway to creating the income that you want and deserve. There are so many different ways to get there. We talk about a lot of income streams on the Teacher Hustle Podcast. We've talked about selling on Teachers Pay Teachers, you know, selling your digital products. We've talked about selling a knowledge product like a course, a membership, a workshop, a summit. We've talked about selling a physical product on Etsy, maybe t-shirts, mugs, stickers, really whatever you can dream up you can sell there. We've talked about freelancing, working for other online entrepreneurs to help them with their businesses, and today we're talking about yet another way you can make money in the online space or in person. Molly from Literacy Fundamentals is here to talk to us all about how we can get started running our own tutoring business on our schedule, on our time, and we can make an extra $1,000 a month with just a handful of tutoring clients, and really, word spreads by Word of mouth. So she tells us how to use marketing, but also how to lean into the word of mouth, how to develop that know, like, and trust factor with your clients so that they sing your praises and you get more clients. She talks to us how to, about how to set up systems to keep everything organized so that we can scale our tutoring business. And she's got all the great tips for anybody who is interested in tutoring as a pathway to make another stream of income. I hope you enjoy this interview with Molly. It was such a pleasure. Here we go. Okay, so I am here with Molly, who is going to tell us all about another income stream that we can consider as teachers in the online space, and that is tutoring. So Molly, welcome to the Teacher Hustle podcast, and thank you for sharing your Teacher Hustle. Can you tell us a little bit about how you got started in this niche?
1: Hi, and thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. So um, It kind of was an interesting way that I'm sure a lot of teachers listening to this will relate to. I switched schools a few years ago and I had teacher burnout really bad. I loved my new school, but it was rough with behaviors and I would find myself crying in the car to and from school just on the very stressful days. And what got me out of that was I started to listen to business podcasts, and I started to kind of imagine what else I could do to help with this burnout. And at the same time, a former parent of one of my kiddos contacted me and asked me if I'd be willing to help them with some reading after school. So that's what sparked the tutoring niche that I find myself in now. And from there, it's blossomed into... Um, a full-blown tutoring business where now I help teachers actually get started with the same type of business model.
0: So cool. It's funny how business podcasts really launch you into so much. People ask me, how should I get started? And I'm like, just listen to podcasts. Just start listening to them in the car on the way to your work, in the shower, while you're cooking. Like, just listen. You learn so much and it opens your eyes to this world that I, you know, people don't even know it exists. I feel like we're existing in this secret space.
1: (laughs) I completely agree. And podcasts like yours and other ones that have changed my life really, because they give away such great information and it's all for free. So I agree. It's a secret space that everybody needs to know about.
0: Totally. So can teachers have a tutoring business in the online space and how does that work?
1: Absolutely. So um, I'm actually teaching first grade online this year. So any teacher that's listening to this know that you can do you really can do both and you can do them well because tutoring complements what you're already doing in the classroom. I have some clients that are online and then I have some that are in person. Um, mostly parents want in person right now because their kids are online and they're really missing that one-to-one interaction that we get at school. Um, but absolutely, you can have a thriving online tutoring business. I have connected with so many tutors since I started my business, and there's people I know that solely tutor online. And the technology we have right now is incredible for that. And you can really get to know kids super quickly online. So if that's something that you feel more safe with right now, then I think that's a great way to go.
0: So what are the first few steps to take if somebody is interested in setting up an online business with tutoring, um, but they're not sure where to start? How should they begin?
1: Well, I think you need to determine first a, a niche. And what I mean by that is what's your favorite thing to teach in the classroom? Because the thing that you're most passionate about when you're teaching is going to be the thing that probably is going to align best with your tutoring business. So for me, I landed on my name is Literacy Fundamentals for my business because I love teaching, reading, and writing. And most of the kids I tutor, that's what I'm helping them with. So it's easy for me to prep for those sessions because I have a passion for it. And it aligns with a lot of the stuff I'm already doing in my classroom. So that would be the first step is just kind of really pinning down exactly what you're passionate about and running with it. And you'll be shocked how quickly you start getting tutoring clients once you start putting the little steps into place to get your business started.
0: There's probably a big word of mouth component once you get started, right? Once word gets out about you, it spreads.
1: Oh, like wildfire. I started, so if this is inspirational for anyone, I started with one client over the summer and now I'm up to nine while teaching full time.
0: So tell me about your schedule then. How do you fit in? Because my first question was like, okay, is this scalable? How can you, how can you turn this into a business that has consistent clients and gets you the income that you want? How do you handle nine tutoring spaces while you're teaching? (laughs)
1: That's a great question. So this year I am lucky enough to teach online for my school district. I applied for that over the summer and I was granted one of the spots to teach online. So that being said, I have a little bit more autonomy with my schedule because I am working from home. I do have a standard school day and I follow that to the T, but then after school, it's a lot easier to tutor somebody online because I'm already home or it's just easier to head out the door and go tutor a few kids after school because I'm already home. I'm taking out that drive, you know, to and from and. So my schedule really is great this year for that. But I think if you're in the regular classroom, wherever you're teaching, you could still do that. You just might not be able to tutor as many kids or maybe you could tutor more depending on how you like to spend your evenings. I'm married and I have a puppy. So I like Mm -hmm. to keep my evenings a little bit more sacred for my family time. So I try to be done at a decent time, you know, no later than six o'clock so I can have that time with my family. Um, But I spread my tutoring sessions out throughout the week. And I try to lump people together based on the side of town they are. Or right now learning pods are a pretty, Hot topic for online learning. So I've got three girls that are in a learning pod, and I tutor them back to back, and that makes three kids in one swoop. So it can be done. Um, there's homeschool kids too that you could also target. So there's lots of ways to kind of put it around your own schedule and still keep your free time. Your free time.
0: I like the way you said you lump them together, and I wonder if in. Picking a niche makes that a lot more scalable because if you are working on just one area of teaching and you're not kind of spreading yourself thin as far as that goes, then your planning is cut down too and you're planning for uh, less. So your scheduling tip is to kind of lump kids together, think about the hours that you do want to work, stick to those hours. What about planning, you know, scheduling the planning piece of it?
1: I get that question a lot on Instagram because I'll often in my stories show how I prep for tutoring. Um, so it does help, like I said earlier, if you do have a niche, because you, if say you're teaching first grade like me, I have a few first grade clients and I have a couple kids that are kindergarten, let's say, but they're reading at a first grade level, or they're third grade, but they're reading at a first grade level. So I can kind of plan similar activities for them and not reinvent the wheel every time. So I try to set aside a time where I'm kind of batching my planning for the week so that it gets done in maybe let's say an hour and I have it all done and I'm all prepped and I feel like I can just head out the door and I don't have to be worried about what I'm going to work on with them. So I think if you really try to line up what you are passionate about with the, the kids that you were tutoring, you'll find that the prep work really isn't that much. And any teacher knows that the first year is always the hardest with, the, with planning for your classroom. It just gets easier with your tutoring business too. The better you get at it, the quicker it becomes.
0: I swear I did not pay Molly to talk about niche. Like that's my favorite thing to harp on is that everybody always needs to pick a niche, but it's so true because it makes life easier for you. And it also, I feel like when it comes to your marketing, it makes your marketing more clear and makes it easier for people to share via word of mouth because they can remember what it is you specialize in. So I want to ask about marketing, obviously, because that's my passion area. Where do you think marketing fits in when it comes to your tutoring business? How can you use marketing to get the word out?
1: You kind of alluded to this earlier. So tutoring is a little different in the marketing department because when you mentioned word of mouth, All of my clients have been word of mouth. So they either started out as a former student and then turned into a client or it was a former student whose parent talked about me to someone I didn't know. So with tutoring, I think it can really take off with free marketing with that word of mouth. Um, One step that I always recommend to people that you can do so easily and on my blog, I've provided a template for this. So people can just copy and paste it. And basically, it's just an email that you send to former students, parents explaining what your tutoring business is about. Talk about your niche in there, you know, so they know exactly what you're offering and then let them know that you're available and that you would love to work with their kid. If they're not interested, then could they please pass your name on to other people? And out of 10, if you try to do 10 emails and one setting, you will get back at least a few responses that people are pumped to talk to you and say, wow, I really need somebody right now. My kid is really struggling or they could use um, that one on one interaction. I do think if you wanted to tutor more online and that would open up a lot more potential clients in a sense, because you could tutor people from different parts of the country. So you could start advertising Um, you know, on social media or different places, but you would have to really know your target audience. And I think when you're starting a tutoring business, that can be a little tricky at first. So word of mouth is the hands down best way to go.
0: Well, I think the key that you're talking about here um, with reaching out to former parents you know, first of all, you could do it on your personal Facebook page. And you'll probably if you it's all based on your reputation, it's all based on that no like and trust factor, your uh, parents of kids that have been in your class, or even people, that have heard of you or know you already have that no like trust factor. So if you're going to do this solely in the online space, I'd certainly think that's a huge possibility, but you have to develop that no like trust factor that isn't there naturally or didn't come through word of mouth. So you have to somehow exactly the same way as we talk about all the other pathways for having an online business, You'd have to work on that no like trust factor in other ways by put making up you know blog posts and putting yourself out there as a thought leader in your niche area, um, but I think Facebook groups probably are a great place to connect with parents who need tutoring. What what do you think about Facebook as a marketing avenue?
1: I'm really glad you said that because that's something I didn't think to say, but you're so right that Facebook is a great way to connect with people that need tutoring. Um, I'm part of some tutoring groups and and see all the time people posting about a specific need that they have or another tutor will even post, hey, I have this person that's asking for X, Y, and Z. I'm not qualified for this. Does anybody want their contact information? Mm -hmm. That is a fantastic way to get your name out there and... Um, get potential new clients.
0: I love that. That's a great idea. What about systems? I I just got thinking about this. Probably a lot of the work that you have to do to get ready for this business is setting up systems. Like, Once you do have a parent who is interested, then what?
1: Oh, yes. There are systems in place. I try to, uh, for my email list every week, I'm pushing out content that helps them with that. So yeah, there's definitely a system that you have to follow. Um, And I would say, you know, it's just having all your ducks in a row. There's so many little things I could go into right now, but um, having all your ducks in a row every week um, does require some persistence and having those systems in place has hands down helped me grow my business. Um, Are you thinking that you want some like exact specific steps?
0: If you could give us some specific steps, we would really love that. (laughs) Like what happens once they're like, yep, I definitely want to book a tutoring session with you. And then how do you make sure, I guess from my point of view, I'm like, okay, scalable. That's where my mind goes immediately. So how do we not get like caught up in the systems part? Because you could spend a lot of time going back and forth with a parent about, you know, scheduling and what do we want to be working on and what are the goals? And and I just feel like a lot of time could be wasted in between the time they are interested to the time you start getting paid. So how can we really get that going like a well-oiled machine so that this becomes more profitable because we can take more clients because we have the systems down?
1: Yes, you're absolutely right. So I, the way I handle that is I have a Google doc that I will send them and it has very specific questions. Like, what are you looking to achieve? Basically having them tell me so that I'm not having to do the guesswork. And so when I go into that first session, I know exactly what to bring so I can assess them and I'm not floundering and looking kind of like, I don't know what I'm doing. So Mm -hmm. I have them fill out that form. And that also includes like, let's nail down the times that work so that, Like you said, you're not going back and forth with a billion emails. You're kind of assertive in what you're saying you offer. These are the times I have available. This is my rate. This is how I get paid all up front. So there's no question. And so you're not left um, doing a session and then perhaps not getting paid at the end of it. I see tutors all the time talk about this on Facebook. How do I handle the payment? Well, I think you just have to get over the money, the the uncomfortable feeling about talking about money and just be assertive with it because it is a business. And if you start treating it like one, it becomes one quickly.
0: Mm -hmm. I love the way you said be assertive. If you already have all of that stuff thought through ahead of time from a system standpoint, then it saves you more time so you can take more clients. Plus, it really It doesn't make the water so muddy, especially if you're talking about setting up appointments with people, you know, in real life, and they're your personal connections, you want to have all of that figured out ahead of time so there aren't any issues, there aren't any questions. Like you said, this is my rate, this is my schedule, these are the slots I have available, here's my questionnaire, this is how I will assess, and here's when I expect to get paid. Um, I would assume you probably want to get some contracts in place too and just have all of that really ready to go so that exactly you're not floundering and you can just begin
1: Yes, a contract is super important for those before steps so that they take it seriously. Um, In my experience, my elementary kiddos, their parents take it really seriously. But I've heard, you know, if you're tutoring a high school kid or a college kid, that the contract is going to be vital for that. And then also I would really recommend getting paid before time because if they're in charge of the payment, it can be sketchy when you actually get paid. So um, yeah. All the things you said definitely spot on. You have to have your ducks in a row.
0: Yes, I love that. So, when we think about all the different online business models, and we were kind of chatting before we started podcasting, one of the things that I hear often from teachers is like, wow, I thought that if I wanted to start my own side hustle or, you know, I wanted to start a full time business, I thought I had to sell on Teachers Pay Teachers. I thought that was the thing teachers could do online. Um, But we're exploring here on this podcast that there are several different pathways you can take. And tutoring, this is the first time we've really talked about tutoring on the podcast. I want to know what you think makes tutoring one of the best pathways for teachers to take when they're thinking about starting an online business.
1: I love this question. And I so agree with you that we get bombarded with TPT all the time. And you mentioned before we started that, you know, if, if you're not strong in graphic design, then it can be overwhelming to make all these products and try to compete with people in such a big market. I'm not chewing people away from that because I do think if you're, if you like making resources, then you can use them in your tutoring business and then also sell them. So then you're getting another stream of income, which I uh-huh. tell tutors all the time, you need to have many streams of income. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think tutoring is so fantastic because you're not you're not being forced to sell something that perhaps maybe you're not passionate about, like maybe it's leggings or lipstick or something that you see people sell on Instagram and they're trying to sell to their friends. And it's just such a busy market. Tutoring lines up with what you're already doing in the classroom. And it's just such a perfect mesh of like what your your strong skills are as a teacher. And then you can take it and make your own money, be your own boss, set your own hours in tutoring. That's what I love about it is the freedom that it really does create.
0: I like what you said about multiple streams of income. I like to preach that too. And the reason that I like tutoring as one of the streams of income is because uh, TPT or a course or a membership, those are kind of long game business models. The you build them up in the beginning and then you sort of let them ride out. So they're passive, which is really cool, but they're not always immediate where tutoring, you could start tomorrow. You can start getting paid tomorrow. Uh, so if you have both of them, then you have a nice business model where you are getting that immediate payment, but you're also getting that passive payment as well. So I really like the way that you mentioned both of them and kind of layering them to build the income you want and deserve as a teacher. It's all about figuring out what kind of money do we want to make and then how can we reverse engineer that with different online business models or even in-person business models to make the income that we really want. So Molly, thank you for telling us about this pathway. And I know that some of the listeners will want to connect with you after the podcast. So where's the best place to do that?
1: I'm the most active on Instagram, but all of my socials are Literacy Fundamentals, just like it sounds. Um, but my website is literacyfundamentals.net. And when the page pops up, you'll see my face right away. And there's multiple tabs to either get started with your tutoring business. Um, I also offer teachers or anybody that wants to become a tutor uh, a business audit where we can talk about either what you're already doing. And you maybe need help with tutoring um, or maybe you want to get started and I help with that. So I I love talking to teachers on Instagram um, about tutoring. So I hope that they'll reach out to me and let me know all the exciting things that you have in your mind about a tutoring business or what you're already doing.
0: Great. We will link to all of that so people can find you really easily. And thank you again, Molly. This was so great.
1: Yeah, thank you so much.
0: So many different pathways to starting your online business. I really thank Molly for doing this episode with me to talk to you about how you can start a tutoring business. There are so many options for you as a teacher to come into the online space and to make the money you deserve and to spread your ideas and your passion to package your genius and get it out to people. You don't have to start a TPT store. I know that's a really popular pathway to an online business, but you've heard me say it before. If you don't love graphic design and you don't love creating on TPT, that's okay. You can create other digital products outside of TPT. You can sell on TPT. That's wonderful. You can have a course, a membership, a workshop. You can host a summit. You can uh, have affiliate income. You can have a physical product in Etsy shop. You can run a freelancing business or a tutoring business or a consulting business. There are endless opportunities for you. What I help you do is take whatever your genius is, packages up, package it up to sell it, and then get it in front of new audiences, connect with your people. So I want to remind you before we leave, don't forget, do it right now before you forget. AlyssaMcDonald.com slash audience audit to get to that audience audit on January 10th, where we will figure out your audience building strategy for this year. One that's simple, doable, but still really innovative and different than what everybody else is doing because that's my jam. Okay, I hope I'll see you there and I'll at least see you in the next episode.